In this week's episode, I'm joined by Carlos Herrera, VP of DEI at Ryan's Specialty Insurance. This week, our conversation is about wheelchair access in the great outdoors, bereavement leave at Johnson & Johnson, AI for good, and more. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to Five Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I've found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, how are you? So happy to be here. I'm very excited for this. Thank you. And uh, why don't you tell folks a little bit about you and about a little bit about your background? Yeah, yeah. So, so my name is Carlos Herrera, um, but I also welcome Carlos Herrera because not everyone can roll the R's like I can. Uh, he, him pronouns uh, based in Chicago. Uh, and currently I lead our DEI efforts for Ryan Specialty. Prior to that, I was uh, I was in good hands for about 14 years doing DEI work. So been in this space for a little bit of time. And, you know, and, and it's things like these and people like you that I like to partner with and work with and interact with to really help move this space forward. Uh, so that's what I'm all about is trying to really move this space forward. Um, I'm a big fan of, 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 of DEI, always been as part of my DNA and, and anything I can do to, to make a positive impact, I, I will. Thank you. I mean, you've been at this for a while and, and you've been on the inside for a while. So I would imagine you've seen a lot of changes over the past, what, 15 or so years. What's giving you hope? What gets you excited about this work? So a couple things. One of them is just the amount of people, right, that are getting involved with this work. I think uh, after the George Floyd murder, you know, people just realize like, what are they really passionate about moving forward? And this is a topic that a lot of people want to move forward. So I embrace all the people that actually want to come in. I also embrace the people that that didn't realize what was happening, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and kind of opened up their eyes a little bit and they got exposed to a couple of things and started experiencing a couple of things. And I welcome all those people as well. Uh, I also think too, as you know, your your question is interesting too, especially right now because there's so much going against it. But mm -hmm. I think, and, and in the spirit of this podcast too, like let's stay positive and let's keep moving forward, right? And and I think that when it comes to people, I love people. I love all types of people, and really, when people come together to do things, like that's where the beauty is, right? And, and that's what I think I get really excited for when when people all of all sorts of backgrounds and experiences come together to support each other and work with each other. Like there's something special there. And that's what I get excited for. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And what I love is when folks who don't really see how they fit in the DEI landscape or don't consider themselves quote unquote diverse, when we see their light bulbs go off, when you see them start to get it and when, when they start to get excited and, and see how they can be connected to this work that I think that's always pretty cool as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and let's be real, right? Like we need those people. 
We yeah. need the people that don't see themselves in this work. And, you know, you, you think about the, the, the org chart for a lot of corporations. I mean, a lot of the top half, you know, a lot of those people look the same. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that are making decisions on a lot of things. And those are the people that we need to, to experience this space and understand this space and to be able to, to really make good decisions about this space. And we absolutely need people like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in this week's uh, episode of, or this week's edition of Five Things, I wrote about uh, caring for some cats last week. (laughs) Unexpectedly, um, I was caring for three cats. And, you know, two of the cats were kind of, uh, I guess I'll say a little bit bullyish to one of the cats who would start to eat and then they'd sort of scare him off and then eat his food. And so I just kind of thought, well, I need to take a little bit better care of this one cat. And so I started feeding him first and giving the food like directly to him. And he ended up being able to get more food. And of course there was plenty of food. And as I was living this moment, I just had the realization that this is equity in action. hundred percent. It is meeting people where they're at or meeting cats where they are at and sort of giving them what they uniquely need in order to succeed and thrive and, I think we do it more than we realize perhaps in little ways, but it, 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 there's a real opportunity here for us to be conscious of how to do it more at work. And, and even the little ways, right. That makes a big impact mm-hmm. and people don't know, people don't know each other's stories, right. People don't know what, what people are going through, but, and someone can define for themselves the importance of what's being supported for them. Right. And, and I don't, you know, I don't know if you're cat, if you these, cats talk back to you or not, but, but I guarantee this cat would be very happy, right? Because now you get to eat, right? And the other two cats, whether they're being bullies or not, like, I'm sure they're getting, they're still doing their thing, right? But, but you, you saw where the opportunity was and it's like, let me just change this little thing up and look at that. Bam. Yeah. Happy yeah. cat. Equity is so important. I think a lot of people don't quite get what it means. Well, well, well it's all, all about opportunity, right? And, and actually one of the things I say all the time is that like, you know, we think about DEI and, 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 you know, diversity, equity, inclusion. If you get the equity piece right, the D and the I piece will come, right? Because equity is about the process, procedures, programs, policies you have in place. Mm-hmm. And if you get that whole system kind of working in the right direction and, and, and providing it a, a fair opportunity, like what more could you ask for? And then everything else will just right, will, will fall in place. I completely agree. I mean, that's one of the premises of my book, Inclusive 360, which is all about those four P's, programs, processes, policies, and partnerships. So very much aligned, (laughs) Carlos. Okay, let's get into this week's good vibes. The first story this week comes from Minnesota, where Split Rock Lighthouse State Park is breaking barriers with a new all-terrain wheelchair available, which is making its stunning views accessible to everyone, including those with mobility challenges. So what I like about this, though, Carlos, is that the legislature of Minnesota has invested in this. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're the ones that need to get involved, right? Like, right. people can do what they want to do, but they can only do so much of it. Right. And, and to be able to do things and not get in trouble and doing it right, following the correct avenues, like you need that government to get involved and be able to make the right decisions, support you. And it's great to see them get involved. They saw the opportunity and then, and then hopefully they're, they're seeing the greatness that's coming from their decisions that they're making. Right. And it looks like in the article too, like other States are starting to kind of catch on a little bit. 
Yeah, more and more. And and I think it's just such a beautiful thing because how many times, well, I don't know how often you've hiked, but how many times have I hiked and just sort of taken for granted that I could do that, right? And not even thinking for a moment that this was inaccessible for people in wheelchairs. And I, I just love that sort of the beauty of nature gets to be more widely shared. Yeah, I actually think about that a lot, like the accessibility and, mm -hmm. and you know the advantages that I have and the benefits that I have and that other people might not have, right? And, and one of the actual beauties about accessibility is, is not only are you supporting the community that's supporting, but everyone else can benefit from it as well. So mm -hmm. like, why wouldn't you want to do it, right? Why wouldn't you, why would you want to keep beauty, this, this whole, you know, forest and nature and all this stuff, like why wouldn't you want more people to, to come experience it? And then not only more people, but the people that are experiencing it, how can they actually benefit? Because I, I guarantee people that don't need those resources are going to find a way to, 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 to utilize them, right? Because I don't know if you saw the picture, but that thing looks like a tank. That they, <laughs> and I'm like, that'd be pretty cool. Like, I wouldn't mind actually just checking that out for a little bit. <laughs> I agree. All right, Carlos. Next story comes from Dove and the open source Afro Hair Library, which have launched the Code My Crown Guide, a groundbreaking resource for game developers. So it's a free guide that offers instructions and source code to create authentic black hairstyles in video games to address the longstanding underrepresentation in the games. Yeah, so th this is great. Well, first of all, you know, black hair is beautiful, right? I'm, I'm such yeah. a fan of black hair. I think it's great. But there's really three things that really stuck up to me on this thing is one of them is that representation matters. You want to see yourself, right? Whether it's a, a video game, a movie, a TV show and lyrics and music, wherever representation matters. You don't see yourself. You might not feel like you belong, right? And belonging is a big part of our work. The other thing is it's a free guide. Like it doesn't cost anything. Like great to this person to be able to make it for free. Right. And, and, you know, I'm not, I have zero tech savviness in, inside me at all, but I don't know how hard it was, but definitely appreciate the time and effort that, that it takes to, to develop something like that and for it to be free. Uh, and then also another thing too, which, which I found interesting is that if you, I don't know if you remember, but Dove like years ago, like I think I want to say like 2017, they had an issue with DEI, mm -hmm. right? And then they're coming back and, and, and helping support like stuff like this, right? So th that that shows like people make mistakes, but how can I go ahead and move forward from that to support what we're trying to do, right? So that I, I really appreciate that article. And you know, video games, I'm a, you know always been a fan of since I was a little kid, anyway. So yeah, exactly. Actually. Dove had a few different mistakes in the past that it had to recover from, but they have done so in such a magnificent way. Um, they even have a campaign using uh, models from historically underrepresented backgrounds and pay other brands to use these Dove models in their campaigns. So it's oh, really amazing. Yeah. I've written, I talk about Dove in, in my keynote because they have just done such a, a fantastic turnaround. Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm not going to lie, I actually used Dove. So when that first happened, I was like, oh, no, I've been using this forever. Because, like, you know, my mom uses it, my dad uses it, so it's just in the family. I'm like, oh, I can't use this anymore. But yeah, to your point, they started doing things, so I'm glad I can keep my Dove. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and there's the business case, folks. <laughs> okay, this third story is about a recent study uh, by Accenture, the Disability Inclusion Imperative, which shows that companies who are leading in disability inclusion over a five-year period 
saw 1.6 times more revenue and 2.6 times more net income compared to other companies. So yes, more on the uh, business case right there. Good news on the importance of disability inclusion. Yeah, so so actually, so Disability In, I have a lot of experience working with. Great organization. This research is great. Accenture did this. They did this first, the first report in 2018, and they redid it. It was interesting to hear some of the, the new information and stats and data, uh, 29% to 37% now is the community. So it's like, I mean, this is, when you think about all the diverse demographics out there, like this is the biggest community, right? Like how can you not want to provide impact and support for this community? And then, you know, as much as I, as much as I cringe now when people want to hear the business case for DEI, like this is absolutely the best case that you can provide, right? When it comes to supporting disability community. I mean, what company doesn't want more revenue, income and profit, right? And here it is, it's right there. So we need to start doing more of it, right? Yeah. And, and I'll even say too, and I'm sure you've heard this uh, in the past that when, when people think about diversity and think about race and gender right away, disability space is like way in the back. Like we need, it's part of the conversation. It's part of the community. Like we're all together. So we, we need to do a better job of that. But I definitely am thankful for the work that disability and Accenture did in that report. Yeah, exactly. I think it's fantastic. And uh, you know what? We have to keep making the business case. I talk to companies all the time who are seriously just getting started with this and they need to hear that business case. So it's not going anywhere, but this is a really great one for disability inclusion. Okay. The fourth story this week is about an employee benefit. Johnson and Johnson recently increased their bereavement leave policy from five to 30 days, which came about because of an employee's personal tragedy and, and outreach to the company to have a longer bereavement leave. Amex, American Express, and J.P. Morgan Chase have done the same. But also, these policy changes also reflect an expanded definition of family, which indicates that there's a growing understanding that diverse cultural grieving practices that folks, you know, might need to grieve for their uncle or their auntie, like folks who are beyond their immediate family and need more time. So I love this benefit. Yeah. So, so, you know, I don't know if you know this, Brandon, but this one hits home for me, actually. So back in 2018, my dad passed away and, you know, my family were Mexican culture. Right. And one of the things that, that, that my dad wanted when he passed away was he wanted to go back home to Mexico uh, to be buried there. So, you know, I, I, we can't do that in five days. And, and there's just so many cultural ceremonies and things that take place during that time. Uh, that that aside from the time, you just needed just to understand what's going on and helping myself as a person, right? But mm-hmm. like we 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 had like the what I'll call the American ceremonies here, but then we took his body, took it back to Mexico, and then we had all the ceremonies there for it. And I, I and it was the first time someone so close to me we had to take their body back that I was mm-hmm. able to be part of it. And so I, I learned about all these things. I heard, I learned like after for, we had to pray for like nine days afterwards, everyone would come to your house and just all these rituals. And I'm just like, wow, you know, I, I, I didn't know all this. And I was lucky to work for a company and also to have a leader that was very supportive and said, you take the time you need to. Right. And, and, and just being during that time and it actually everything took about 30 days uh, by the time mm-hmm. I got back to the United States and it was amazing how much that time actually helped me uh, mm. actually deal with everything that was going on. And then, and then the other aspect of this is family. Like people just look brothers, sisters, 
father, mother, but it's so much more than that. And especially in our culture, like our aunts, our uncles, our cousins, our nieces, our nephews, like that's all intermediate family, man. And that's just how our culture is. Absolutely. I thank you for sharing that story. I definitely didn't know that. And I'm glad that you got the support you needed at the time because a lot of companies just have five days. Like that's sort of, you know, this makes five things because that's a pretty rare benefit. Let's be honest. Right. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And you can folks listening. I mean, you can hear the impact that something like this really does make for employees. And just, just one last thing though about that too. It's like, when you think about the topic, like, and, and, and you can't really put a number to it, but like, how did five days even come about just because a week? Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of things people need to revisit <laughs> to see if it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of structural changes, for sure. All right. The last story this week is about artificial intelligence for good. A new online tool, paidleave.ai, is using generative AI for new parents in New York, simplifying the complex process of applying for paid family leave. So folks can input their situation and receive tailored advice on eligibility and necessary documentation in different uh, multi-languages. Currently only in New York, but they're working on expanding it. I love this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, let me be honest. I'm probably the last person to be commenting on this because I have no family, no kids, like not married, not early, like nothing. Right. So when I was reading this, I'm like, oh, and, and what, I, what I found interesting is like, you know, there, there's I don't like the feeling of not knowing what to do. And this helps out with that. Right. Uh, it helps you understand kind of what to do, where to go. But then also for those people that have different languages, like it provides that as well. And with this country kind of changing its demographics in the coming years with all the different cultures that are in this mm -hmm. country and all different languages, the more you're able to support that, the better off that we're going to be. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Carlos. Well, thank you for being such an amazing guest this week on Five Things in 15 Minutes. I really appreciate it. How can folks find you? LinkedIn, Carlos Herrera, H-E-R-R-E-R-A. You know, you roll your R's so beautifully. You should say that again with a little roll. Carlos Herrera, H-E-R-R-E-R-A. Beautiful. All right. Uh, folks, this week's Call to Action is another podcast interview on the Visible Voices podcast with Karen Catlin, uh, my friend from Better Allies. She's going to be talking, or she is talking about inclusive holiday parties, and we'll put that link in the show notes. Folks, if you don't already get the Five Things newsletter, you can subscribe at fivethingsdei.com. Thanks. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Five Things in 15 Minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my Five Things newsletter, join at fivethingsdei.com. I'm Bernadette Smith, and I'll see you next week right here for Five Things in 15 Minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI.